0: Hi, today, this is Apostle Jared Walther. Today, I am starting a new series, Day in the Life of an Apostle, and today I want to talk about persevering and the persevering I have to go through. So right now, I just want to talk about what's going on, Um, and it's just to let you know kind of what goes on in the day in the life of an apostle. I've got, um, oh, it's a funny story. I guess I'll go back. I'll tell you about one project in particular. So we have, I've been working in Kenya with my wife for about 17 years in Catali. I started going in 2001, but my first trip was in 2005. So if I do the math correct, it's about 17, you know, or so years. And, um, we, this is our first trip since COVID. COVID shut down a lot of things. And, um, So we go, like usual, and we find a cheap ticket through Qatar Airlines. I didn't know much about the country, but now they're hosting the World Cup. And we get to the ticket counter, and uh, they said, you're not flying. I said, why? You need a visa. I said, no, I don't. You get them on arrival. I said, no, you don't. You get them on e-visa, and they take two days. I said, you got to be kidding. And so a wave of emotion flooded over me. I got two phone calls from people struggling with demonic attacks. And then another problem showed up at the same time. And then a deal fell through all while I'm still trying to process. I am not flying to Kenya that day. That was a Wednesday. And so we pull over. I'm still processing. We get in there. We frantically get an e-visa application on the Kenya website. And it's a server way over there. We fill it out. We pay the money. And then uh, I just felt like I'm asking the Lord, what do we do? And he says, Don't be cheap. I'm like, what? (laughs) Don't be cheap. How about, oh, do this or this or a solution. His solution was don't be cheap. So that's a tidbit for you. As an apostle, never be cheap. Your resources are to get the project done, not to keep them in the bank for a rainy day. Uh, and, And I could be wrong. And years later, I might chastise myself for saying this. But deploy, 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 deploy your capital, burn it. Um I understand there's very conservative people that may be listening to this. Uh but um you've got a now mission. If you can envision you're on the front lines of Germany and you like want to save your tanks and you've got a battle and you don't want to use them in the battle. Uh just case in point, they benched Cristiano Ronaldo on the World Cup and they like thought it was a good idea. How about you play Cristiano Ronaldo, the best scorer in the world? The Morocco team uh coach said, Thank you so much, Portugal. You're a top-tier team. You're way better than us. And then you bench the best player, per- perhaps in history, I don't know, to prove some sort of point. Uh, thank you. We'll take the win. They won. Cristiano Ronaldo uh, came off crying. The, the coach benched him in two games, sat him on the bench. He brings him in in the second half. What I'm saying is play your Cristiano Ronaldo. You got money? Spend it. I know that comes against your your goal. So I spent it. Back to the story. Uh, Took a little tangent there, but the point is, the Lord said to me, Don't be cheap. So I'm saying to you, Don't be cheap. Uh, It just came from God. So don't be mad at me. So I I wasn't cheap. So what I did is I found an Airbnb right next to SeaTac Airport, Seattle Airport. And I found an Airbnb right next door. I'm like, All right, we're not going to find a hotel that's nicer than an Airbnb. Usually Airbnbs are better. And I got an Uber and I got a black car because we had four people with lots of luggage. So you got to get a big car. I got the black. There's an option in Uber. You go to black car. So it's a big old black Chevy. It was perfect size. It's everything we needed. I didn't get the smaller car, you (laughs) cheapskates. You know, it's you just, just say, yes, I understand. I, I have the tendency to be cheap and I have to, so no judgment on you. Um, but I, I did debate whether getting the normal sized car and trying to make it work or get the black car. I got the black car and it was a great experience. Great ride. It went from $20 to $30. So that was a $10 tidbit that cost me $10 to be able to tell you about it today. So just take that to the bank, cash that check. So I got to the place. we, We get in there that night. My wife got the first visa. I got the second in the end. The third person got the visa the fourth person did not get the visa. So then I bought tickets uh, for the next day, hoping they would still come through. We go to the airport. I try and check the bags, self-check. I try and do everything I can to avoid. I checked in online. I got the pre check bags. I wanted to just drop them off and walk through. They're like, no, you have to go through the line. We go through the line, like, you're not flying today. And then one of the team members is like, you could leave me. I said, I'm not leaving you. And I thought about it. I'm like, well, we could go. And it, it felt like the, the desperation. I guess what I'm saying is in the life of an apostle, you cannot make, you can, but you shouldn't make desperate choices that solves an immediate need that actually makes the problem worse and adds. It's like doing that shot in golf from the rough in the trees and like, I could sneak it between those trees or just taking the safe route and chipping it back onto the fairway while not advancing the ball, ensuring that it will actually be playable. So the point is, is I ensured the ball would be playable and I did think about it, but I said, no, we're not doing that. So we rushed downstairs. This is the second day. This is Thursday, by the way. So we go downstairs. The story is so funny. We go downstairs and like, we have PCR tests. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Okay, I'm backing up. We're at the desk the second day. They're like, you're not flying. And the reason why we're not flying is your COVID rapid PCR test has expired by two hours. I said, what? It was good for yesterday, but it wasn't good for Thursday. We got it done Monday because I wanted to know if I had COVID or not because sometimes, you know, you don't know. And we didn't. We got the results Tuesday. We were flying Wednesday. All was well. They don't care when you got the results of the test. They care when you took the test. I'm like, what? So that was Monday. So by Thursday, it was gone. She goes, sorry, sorry most of you have e-visas. That's great. You don't have an, uh, 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 a PCR test that's valid. So you got to be kidding me. So they said, you could go downstairs. We have one on site. Oh, okay. Jolly me goes downstairs with everybody. We rushed because we still had three. We were at the airport very early. It was a two o'clock flight. It was probably 11. So we go downstairs and, uh, we we get there they're like that's two hundred and fifty dollars a piece, please. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So we huddled and we're like, what do we do? It's a gamble. We could take this thing, and then and the fourth person not get the the visa. Then I envisioned myself driving home, going, well, let's just give up. And I just didn't feel right about it. Like it felt really sad. It didn't feel joyful. I envisioned myself driving back from Seattle all the way back to Tri Cities. So I said, nah, that's probably not it. And I remember the Lord saying to me, don't be cheap. So again, don't be cheap. And and, and I don't have the money, so I'm charging it, right? This is on my credit card. This, is, and I'm not advocating I- improper spending. I'm just saying sometimes it's good to have a credit card because you have an emergency. Well, we had an emergency. We, we had an emergency. And so I get up there and I pay for me and my wife and the other person pays. The other one had the shot from a long time ago, so they didn't have to pay and we get there and he puts the gun up and we we get tested for the the thing and um we wait 20 minutes to get the results he saunters back and he's like here's a mask here's a mask here's a mask he hands us the good mask not that medical mask and i don't want to get political but I, guys the bacterial doctors masks that you're wearing are not made for viruses they're made for bacteria please know your ppe it's not you easy. It's, it used to be on the box. I'm not going to get into it, but those do nothing for viruses. They're not made for viruses. Get the right PPE. So this one was a N95 mask, double layered. Those are made and can contain the viruses, just so you know. So he handed us those. They're expensive. They're not cheap. He handed us one, two, three, four of them. He goes, please beat this on. You've tested positive. And I'm thinking, oh no. And my wife just brushed into tears. And she's like, ah, you know, she was so sad. And I was sad and I was shocked. And and then he goes, psych! And he pulls out behind his back the paperwork that said negative. Because he knew we so wanted to fly. He thought it was a good time to play a practical joke. And he felt so bad after seeing my wife cry and be upset. I was just like, guys, I can't explain to you. The emotional roller coaster that I was on. I've made many trips to Kenya to do regional transformation, and this has never happened to me, ever. So, this is day two. So, we get upstairs, we rush up there, and they said, Oh, thanks for your PCR tests. I guess they're linked in the computer if you do them there for 250 bucks. That's an awesome way to have it linked into the airport. So, they didn't even look at our paperwork because they knew we were all uh, negative because it's linked. And they said, yeah, your e-visas are good, but you need to print them out. And they can't be printed in black and white. They need to be color. I said, you got to be kidding. They said, hey, you know where you got the PCR test? They got printers there. Now they're feeling bad for us. So we go back downstairs. I said, hey, I need a favor. Can you print these for me? They go, we're not supposed to, but I will. I said, oh, thank you. You know, people are having pity now at this point. So... She prints them out and she doesn't know computers and the full page piece of paper has a little square in the center and that's the e-visa that's supposed to be eight and a half by 11 and it's really three inches by four inches. It's this little square in the middle of the paper. I know you've done that. Then uh, I looked at it and I said, well, I could see everything and there was a barcode you scan." I was like, well, it's vi- visible. Thanks. And I, you, know, you don't want to push your luck too far. I said, well, I don't know. It's color, it's printed, and there's a barcode. We bring it up, and the the flight attendants were like, uh, can you believe this? Look at this. This is so dumb. I don't think this is going to work. Like, everything you could think of to make sure we didn't fly, these people are supposed to be helping us. They were not helping us. And so they would scan it, and they're like, well, it scans, but uh, I don't like it. And, uh... She goes, well, you're still not flying because your fourth person doesn't have the e-visa. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just kind of, I needed a meltdown. I needed, I needed to go and chill out. So I went and sat somewhere for like 30 minutes. An hour later or so goes by, the team member's still at the desk and somehow she cajoled the lady to stay after her shift, get on the phone with Europe, call New York, call Europe. It was Delta. We were flying through Amsterdam. And uh, they booked us the next day, no charge, moved all of our tickets for us. The first airline just took our money. Qatar Airlines, I'm sorry, I don't want to badmouth anybody, but they still have my $1,200 and I still don't have a refund or a a ticket. Yeah, so just warning you there, uh, they're not the best. So we go back to the Airbnb, no, I rent a hotel. So I said, fine, I'm gonna get a hotel right next to the airport with a transit so I don't have to take an Uber. It's included in the hotel. Haha, I outsmarted them. So I call them and I say, hey, do you have any availability? Yes, we do. I say, great. Do you have a color printer? By golly, yes, we do. In the business center, we've got a color printer. I say, great, I'm gonna need that because I have to print off full page e-visas to fly. Oh yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Give him a card, all right, let's go. We go. We finally get the 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 thing. We get to the hotel. It's kind of a crappier hotel, but it's okay. Uh, sorry for the language, but uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was dated. Let's say uh, the 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 business center was a defunct Windows ninety eight ish computer. Maybe maybe it was XP. Maybe it was XP. I don't know. It was not connected to the internet, and nothing worked on it. And there was no printer. I said, excuse me, lady, behind the counter. Uh, I uh, I was told, I was promised that I would have a color printer here. That's why I booked. And then by the time we had booked, the whole hotel booked up. There was no more availability. So I felt lucky in a way we got a hotel, but there was no color printer. So at 10 p.m., Kenya, 10 p.m. our time, Seattle, Kenya time would open up. We all settle in. We go to Denny's. We have everything we want to eat. Eat, eat, eat our pain away with, with whatever Denny's had to offer. I don't even remember what we had, but we, we enjoyed ourselves. And then we're in bed and kind of, you know, playing on your phone as you do in bed, and 10 o'clock comes, and by now I have the team members log in, so I'm logging in, refresh, 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 and we got it. We got it. Finally, Wednesday night wasted, Thursday night wasted, it's Thursday night late. And we're booked again for Friday. We've got the PCR test. We've got the e-visa. Oh, thank God. But now we don't have the color copy of the e-visa printed. I said, oh no. So I found a Kinko's like eight miles away. I had to take another Uber for $30 there, $30 back. In the morning, I woke up and I got two color copies of each e-visa. Gave one to each team member and I kept the second (laughs) copy. I was not going to be rejected again. And so we get there and I, am you know, look, I'm shook. Okay. I'm shook. This has never happened. If I didn't have three other teammates with me and I had like 20 people, I think I would have died. There's no way, no way I could have made it through this. So we go up to the desk for the third day in a row. I've never had to go try and fly somewhere for three days. And uh, we get through. The luggage goes away. I'm tweaking and walking out of there, kind of tweaky. We go into security, goes through. Everything was normal after that. We go to Africa. Our trip got shortened from 10 days uh, with, with five or six days actually there to four days. Monday through Thursday and Friday was a travel day. It was supposed to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it ended up being a Monday through Thursday. So the point is, we got there. We met with the governor of the state. I'm doing a $25 million build. Now, why did I do 25000000 million? I'm going to end with this. And maybe part two tomorrow I could expound about the $25 million project. I get there. I didn't have a plan to do $25 million project. I, I, I created it. The other way to say it is I made it up. But I, I created it. I spoke it, and now it exists. I met with the, the, the governor. I read what they call a manifesto over there, which in, in America is a business plan. Manifestos are what bombers use before they attack somebody. But uh, I guess it's an old English word. But anyways, he has a business plan. It's about 18 pages. And independently of his business plan, we already agreed to do three or four or five of those things. Ambulances, farming, food mills, housing, and road construction. Because if the roads are rained out and they're not paved, you can't get anywhere, it's a mud fest. We meet with the governor. It's a great meeting, divine appointment, all is well. In two days after I get back home, I whip up the uh, the business plan. Let me back up a little bit. So I met the governor on a Tuesday. And on a Thursday, I met with a national leader. Uh, his name's Noah Wakesa. You can look him up on Google. He's been the minister of forestry, minister of science, minister of everything. You know, as as politicians do, they kind of go through you know different phases in their career. And he shows up at the house I'm staying at because somehow someone found out we are looking for land to build some of these projects on. And then... We hit it off. We get through. We break the ice. I won't get into that story. It was very interesting. But when he heard that I had a mission and vision to help the people with a food mill, instantly he said, you know, in a later conversation that day, if you did the food mill, you'd be a friend to Kenya. You'd be a friend to Kitale. I said, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to be a friend to this region. You know, obviously I need to be taken care of, and I need money for my family, my bills, and my kids, like everybody does. Um, but I'm here to help the region. He goes, you would be a friend to Katali and a friend to Kenya. So apostles, apostles that I'm talking to, you're a friend to the region of which you've been assigned. And you'll you'll know the region you've assigned been assigned because it resonates with you, and you want to see an awesome, I'll say godly change in that region. You know, just beyond church services, you're not there to build a church. You're there to take a region and take and present to God. And the the Lord's Prayer says specifically, as it is in heaven, we pray on earth as it is in heaven. Your job is to bring heaven to earth. And what does that look like? Well, it would look a lot like a heavenly neighborhood would look like. Maybe even down to the Gold Streets one day. If I make a region so rich that they use it to make bricks to pave a a road, well, then I've really achieved now, haven't I? But this project is, uh, I made the number $25 million. I did some investigation that seems to be right around the ballpark of what things will cost. That'll do a hospital, that'll do roads, that'll do 300 acres of prime real estate, and that'll do a food mill. Uh, Love to do some sports complexes for kids as well. So uh, when, when you experience extreme pushback, perhaps the enemy of that region and of your souls knows what you're about to enter in and they want to prevent you from going. Your job is to have persistence way longer than you have energy for because it has to be supernatural. So I want to leave you with that. I'm going to pray over you. Uh, Whether you're a believer yet or not, this is an apostle speaking to A-list leaders, apostles as well, training or not. And so God, I pray a blessing and favor over those listening right now that they would have perseverance that overcomes, that they would have the heavenly favor that God knows what's coming against you and he's strengthening you to overcome. And I pray right now you have faith again. You have hope again. You could wipe your tears from your eyes because you are covered in that the Lord knows where you're at and he's going to help you not give up. So I pray that the energetic blessing into your being right now that the supernatural gift of heaven, I pray you're being hit by the power of God right now that is just shaking and corrosing all over your body, flowing over you, in you, and through you. And that you're covered by every good thing. And so I just pray that washes over you right now. And so this is the end of the podcast. First podcast on Day in the Life of an Apostle. Uh, that That's what happened to me. It's kind of funny now. It was actually quite stressful then. Uh, but that's just one story. I'll continue more about the project uh, in Kenya tomorrow. Okay? We'll catch up with you guys then. God bless you. Talk to you soon.